Welcome to So What? The Minor Prophets and their modern-day application for our lives today. I wanted to start off by introducing myself. Hi, my name is Elena Nowlin, and I am a senior in college, and I'm currently taking a Minor Prophets class, which is kind of why I got into this podcast, but I wanted to start by providing historical and political context, which is something that I got from the class. So I wanted to explain it to you guys so that you have a background for what's going on in this podcast so that you can listen to and better understand all of the complexities of the culture behind these minor prophets. So I really hope that this first episode is a help to you as you listen to future episodes. So the minor prophets, that time period was one of instability and betrayal of the Mosaic Covenant. That's kind of the basic overall structure right there. So the Mosaic Covenant was a covenant formed with Moses and his descendants saying that your descendants through Isaac, his son, will be promised to be prosperous and be my people and be the chosen people. So you guys all know that story, how Moses had to wait the majority of his life for this son, and then he was asked to kill his son, and it was a really beautiful promise. But during the time of the minor prophets, the people of Israel and Judah were betraying that covenant. They were going directly against it. And they were able to grow in the beginning because of Egypt's downfall because it wasn't as powerful anymore. That was the major power of the time. And when it fell, Israel grew. But despite their strength, they weren't seeking after God, like I just said. Instead, they were relying on their own strength and continuing in sin. They were continuing in that sin pattern of sexual sin and orgies and syncretism with these other gods and bringing them in and saying that they were part of their religion, which is totally against what God intended for his people. So in 721, Israel was conquered by Assyria, and after Assyria's downfall, Babylon took over a little over a hundred years later to destroy Jerusalem and the temple, which was all that was left of that people, and at that time that was just Judah. So that took place in 586. And the remnant dwindled, and those who weren't killed went into exile. About three-fourths of the people were murdered and um, killed entirely. But that little remnant, uh, God's people, the covenant was still in place because he kept those people alive. But those people were weak, and they they were in this place of slavery, just like they had been in Egypt. So in 539, Cyrus of Persia conquered Babylon and let the people return to their homeland in 538. They struggled, though, because there was 50,000 of them and their size and lack of a support system. They weren't able to reconstruct to the former place of glory that they had been because they didn't have people surrounding them. They didn't have crops that were growing. They didn't have livestock and animals. They came back to nothing and had to build up from the ground. So although they started in the year 538 to rebuild the temple it wasn't rebuilt until 516 and by this time the people and the temple were a mere shadow of their former glory so if you look at all of these there's a lot of complexities to it and there's a lot of different feelings and emotions that the people must have felt they're going through all of these different things and all of those emotions and feelings towards all those different nations have to be kept in mind when you look at the minor prophets because all of that plays into how we respond to it and how it applies to our own life so keep these dates in mind keep these 
peoples in mind, keep these kings and rulers in mind, and keep these peoples, Judah and Israel, in mind as you read these books. (laughs) 